Welcome to Industrial Theory with Carrie Siggins. In this podcast, we talk with leaders and doers throughout the industrial cleaning industry who are changing the way we think about cleaning the world. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with Marlies Tump, who is visiting us from the Netherlands here in Durango. Uh, Marlies is with Training and Course Center, which is also called TCC. Uh, it's based in the Netherlands with an office in Belgium, and TCC provides safety training and employee onboarding in the petrochem industry. So uh, Marlies is very active in the industrial cleaning world, uh, but with a little bit different perspective. Welcome, Marlies. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Great. All right. Well, we're going to start um, and talk a little bit about uh, about you and what TCC does. So can you share a little bit of your story with us today? Yes. So I'm Arlies uh, Tamp, not with the air, let's say that. Uh, I'm 36 years old. I uh, live in the Netherlands and they're uh, near Rotterdam in Hoogvliet. I have two lovely cats and I'm with TCC for over 10 years now. I started with the uh, agency company and for three years I did that. And after that I started within the training organization and we provide trainings within the petrochemical uh, industry. And we do uh, all lots of training, everything on safety wise. Mm -hmm. So we provide uh, trainings for the SHARE, that is the industrial cleaning and also with all the other trainings within the mechanical industry. Uh, maybe you could explain a little bit about what SEER is for our listeners who might not be familiar with that safety or, um, organization. Yes, the SEER is the Stichting Industrial Cleaning Company. Um, they made all the requirements within the Benelux uh, for uh, breathing protection, for high pressure, uh, low pressure, and also the chemical part. So they make every, every requirements and from that we can arrange an exam, uh, we can buy an exam within the share and we provide the trainings for all our clients. Very good, very good. So, um, so this would be similar to the WJTA here in North America or the WJA in the UK? Yes. Okay, very good. Excellent. Thank you. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, you know, it's, a, 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 it's great to have another woman on, uh, on our podcast here. So, you know, what, what can you share with the listeners that would make them help understand you a little bit better? So I was uh, 17 when I started within the police force. Mm -hmm. And I've worked over there for three years. Actually, uh, I have to stop because of a knee injury. And then I become uh, transport planning. Uh, I grow into there. And after a few years, uh, the company stopped. And I have to search for a job. I just bought a home uh, within, I think it was in 2009. And I met Peter at a uh, job uh, market. And I walked through his booth a few times. I thought, chemical, what do I need to do there? But I thought, yes, I'm here, I need a job, so let's go for it. And actually, when the moment we start uh, talking, there was a click immediately between us. Uh, for now, um, then I was talked with him and um, he saw something in me between the, the, um, the way I've worked before. I was a police officer, I was in the, the transport, so I plan, planning is my thing. And uh, he thought that combination was perfect for somebody to grow within the petrochemical 
industry and also I'm a woman so that's a little bit another um, how do you say that uh, a another touch mm -hmm. of a woman mm -hmm. so therefore but that is when I started in 2009 I've got no clue I started within the agency for the job employment and my first stop was the catcracker for Shell and my colleague stopped within two months and so within two months I was for my own I have to arrange everything we have to I think it we have to provide 120 people and I thought oh god <laughs> how here we go do, how <laughs> do we need to know that but I just dived in and I thought just go for it and I fought for it and yeah now I'm here 10 years later and uh, I must say Peter is uh, a great director. He just gives me all the tools I need and all the direction I can go. And it's a wonderful man, man also to learn everything from because he is within the industry for so many years. Mm -hmm. So therefore it was great uh, to go on that journey and just fight for it. Sure. And for a woman in the industry, for me, it was very difficult to uh, step up. I understand. Yes. I understand. It reminds me of when I first started at Stone Age. So that was about 13 years ago. And the first job that I had to do was move us from a very small facility into this much larger facility that we're in now here in Durango. And I had no idea how to finish up the construction uh, aspect and get our certificate of occupancy and move an entire machine shop and inventory. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get this done? <laughs> and you just dive in and you figure it out. So <laughs> best way like, to do. <laughs> yeah, being thrown to the wolves in that first uh, in that first uh, part of your career, I think is really powerful if you step forward and embrace it. Yeah. So good for you, good for you. So what is your role now? You're operations manager? Yes, I am. So I'm responsible for uh, the Netherlands, for the agency uh, company, and also for the training company, and also for the company in Belgium. So yes. I actually I arrange everything within the company. I, uh, I manage the people. Uh, that's the most important thing for me to do just get everybody on the right track, arrange everything good and um, the contact with the, with the clients is also for me. I uh, figure out what the client wants and we can build a training program just for the client how they want or they can organize the trainings we provide. So that's so good to do. So you can make the client, you can get everything for the client they want just the, the way they want. And that's also for the onboarding. We started with that, with empty-handed and uh, we make everything with the client mm -hmm. from scratch on and we now have an onboarding program for 17 languages uh, for um, 12 different uh, safety groups and we can train and check everything within those groups mm -hmm. can the people do the right thing the right way can the people do it safely that's the most important thing. And we also test it in theoretical and also in practical parts. So we've done a stop just in the right now. And we tested uh, 2,500 people within seven weeks uh, from all countries, from yeah, Netherlands, Belgium, but also from Romania, Poland, Croatia, mm -hmm. everything like mm -hmm. that, all around the world. So an onboarding program, one of your, your clients would say, we want to make sure that um, all the temporary employees that are coming in and full-time employees understand our 
policies, procedures, safety rules, that they have the proper safety training, that all their certifications have been verified. That's what an onboarding program is? Yeah, yeah. we start uh, with checking the certificates mm -hmm. and uh, the problem begins when the big people come not from the Netherlands or Belgium because there's no, no site that you can check the, the certificates. So that's a lot of work. You can imagine for 2,500 people that will be maybe 10,000 certificates, right. maybe more. In multiple languages. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes, every language. Mm. And also certificates you cannot read. So that's very difficult to start over there. And then we plan uh, all the guys, have to, or girls can also come, of course. Right. Uh, but they have to come to our facility and then we test them. We have got four, four basic uh, modules to start with. Everybody has to make them. That is working on heights, uh, work permit, um, manhole watch and loto. And also we built uh, with the company one uh, specific uh, model for the product himself. So we also have modules for the technical parts and we check them on uh, the theoretical part but also on the practical part. So we say the people come back with us to our loads, our, how do you say that, our practical uh, facility and there we can test them. Are you doing a good job? We just give them a simple example what they need to do and we see it immediately. Yes. And what you see, yeah, I think we tested around 2,500 people yeah. and um, around no, 1,000 failed. Yeah. So that's a lot and that is terrifying. That is really terrifying because yeah, they don't have a clue what they are doing. Right. And that's very dangerous. Absolutely. I think that's a huge problem that we hear from all over the world. You know, how do we how do we train people as quickly and effectively as possible to come in and understand what the dangers are so that there's no safety incidences or worse fatalities and that's a lot of people to manage who don't necessarily speak the country's language as at all um that we're lucky if they have it as a second language so i can imagine that it's a, a high pressure uh, and very important role you play for your customers. I think so, yes. Okay, so let's, uh, let's change uh, direction a little bit uh, and talk a little bit more about you. So I'm really curious about being a police officer. What did uh, being a police officer prepare you for coming into the industrial cleaning world? When you look back, you're like, I'm so glad I, I did that because it brought this to me. The thing I learned the most with the police officer job is getting on with people. Yeah. That is the biggest thing I learned. I was, uh, when I started there, I was 26. Mm -hmm. So actually I was, I was a really young girl, but when I started with the police officer, I was 17. So I was just, yeah, I was just so little. And they, I worked at, you don't know it, but I worked in Rotterdam in the Afrikanerplein, we call that. That's one of the worst neighborhoods in the Netherlands. Um, a lot of uh, crim criminal activities and a lot of people who hate the police. Mm -hmm. So therefore that was my biggest thing to learn, just to get, all, get along with everybody so good as it gets. And I learned that from day one, when you go there on the street, you have to be immediately, yeah, you have to come up for yourself mm -hmm. and you have to be strong mm -hmm. because otherwise 
you you get uh, they they drive over you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Literally, so. they might yeah, drive over yeah, you. <laughs> literally, maybe. <laughs> uh huh. So that was a, a really huge um, way for me to to learn myself and also learn how to get along with people, and yeah. and that is something I can use in this industry so good. And did they provide that training for you, or do you have maybe an experience that you could share that was maybe really intense that that taught you the the valuable lesson of building of, relationships? Yeah. yeah, of course they share. They they've given you examples to learn that, but uh, on the street you don't. You have to be like yourself. The you have to be on your feet, on your yeah, toes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. think I've, on your feet yeah, to make yeah, it happen. Yeah. I think I've got two examples. Uh, one of them is, is a guy. Uh, he was living in a really small apartment. He was eating literally cat food and drinking package of wine. And he was all over the world. Mm -hmm. he, he couldn't do normal. And, and we, we started to help him and just talk with him. What is your problem? And search out. And we've helped him to get along. We, we provide him uh, an other house where he can get care and after a few years I spoke to him and he was better and he was feeling good and he was not in eating the cat food anymore yeah. and things like that and that was oh that was so marvelous to see that Absolutely. you can help some very people. Very rewarding. Yeah that yeah. was very rewarding. Absolutely. Also the other way around I've also come in a, in a situation that were three guys walking with um, the, the baseball, uh, baseball, bats. baseball bats. They were walking all over to us, uh, shouting, and then that was a really different situation. Right. And then you have to stand on your feet and stop them. And that was, I think, the most um, dangerous situation I've ever yeah. been in when I was 17 then. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that was strange. And, and so you had to talk them down from doing yeah, something violent? Yeah, of course. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and, and we have to stop them and uh, uh, you have a weapon stick. So we, we grabbed the weapon stick and there was just the point that we have to grab our weapon. But luckily they didn't go any further. So there, yeah, I was just that young and, and then I thought, oh my God, where am I at <laughs> at this moment? But I was, mm -hmm. yeah, those situations make me as a person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you learn so much. Yeah, that's and, true. And yeah, overcoming that fear and knowing that you can get through anything. Yes. And that you can help other people get through really tough times or difficult situations. I think learning that at such a young age, you're very fortunate. <laughs> That is yeah. true, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Interesting. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that. So you began your career and obviously in police force and then doing some other things in planning. Did you imagine that you would be a leader in a male-dominated industry? Definitely not. <laughs> I can be very sure to that. No, I never imagined that. After my school, I, I have no clue what I want to do. So therefore the police force and after that planning and then industry, I've got no clue what to do. But I... Just like I said, there was something in there. I liked the business and I liked the way everything goes. Just not, just straightforward. Right. I like straightforward and don't tell anything that's not true. Just go ahead and, and go with the team. And that's the best way to do, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. No, I, I understand. So it wasn't really even a thought. I'm going into a male-dominated This is survival. I need a job. I need to figure out what I'm going to go do. And this seems like an ideal place. Let's go for it. Yes. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. Yeah. Just go for it and fight and see where the road goes. Have you ever been told that you aren't technical enough? Oh, yes, of course. Several times, and most of in the beginning. In the beginning, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I think they were all right. And, uh, but don't stop learning and don't stop fighting. And then you will be overcome there. And I think that uh, if you never stop trying to learn every day, then you will come there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've had some uh, interesting uh, conversations with people um, where I've been told, I never expected you to make it in this industry, being a woman running a, a manufacturing company in the industrial cleaning space. Uh, I've had people, when I, where I've answered the phone, say, oh, you know, I'd like to speak to John, one of our founders. You know, he'll know, he'll understand what I'm talking about. And so that idea that you really have to prove yourself and work extra hard, I think, is, is true. Not because um, we can't solve problems, and I think we're, women are exceptional at solving problems, but it seems like, especially in this industry, having that, it's important to have that technical aptitude. And you really have to overcome people's perceptions that women can't possibly understand uh, technical, the technical aspects of high-pressure water jetting or safety. Have you had to overcome any other challenges being a woman in the industry? What the most challenge gift in, was in the beginning, just like I told, the, the first uh, stop we need to do with the job agency was uh, provide 120 people. And people are not easy to find. Definitely not easy to find when you're not um, known in the business so i think when i overcome that that gives me so much power to grow within the company and of course um, in the beginning i have no clue of all the specific uh, specific things they are provided in within the training company mm -hmm. but just learn and learn every day and and go to the courses and see and read and then you will figure it out yourself. And Peter is also a great man who taught me so much. So therefore I think now I'm at the point, at the moment, I'm at the point that I know what the business is going around and I can provide our clients with information they need. And also I can provide our employees with everything they need to get stronger mm -hmm. and better in their work. And that's, I think I like that the most, just to get people bigger in the company. Yep, I understand. Yes, I think that self-confidence comes with taking some risks, failing a little bit, and knowing that you can get through it. And, uh, and you get so much more comfortable in your role and really pushing forward as a leader. Yeah, definitely. Uh, has there ever been a time where you doubted yourself or didn't believe that you had what it takes to do this? Yes, of course. Uh, I think the, the, the biggest doubt was in the beginning when I started with the trainings mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't know anything about that. But my personality is not letting down and fighting through it and uh, just go and try everything you get in. 
And when you do that, I think you can overcome everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Having that perseverance to to get through anything. I, I understand that. Good. Um, so you said that you manage uh, all of the people within TCC. I'm assuming that many of those are men. Have you had any resistance uh, from um, your male colleagues uh, as their manager? Actually not. Um, no. Um, one great example to mention is one, my brother also works with our company. He's six years older than me, but he's underneath me works for you he works for me mm -hmm. and he actually he loves it because i know how to get everywhere and he just says molise do what you are doing good and i don't mind i don't mind so no i don't think so that's Not fantastic anymore. yeah that is really great yeah yeah i have the same thing uh, i've experienced the same thing here at stone age it's been uh i think at first it was Okay, a woman's going to come in to run this company, uh, and I was 28 at the time when I was hired, so a young woman is coming in to run this company, but I just never really experienced, for the most part, that resistance, a little bit uh, in, the, in the beginning, but for the most part, it was, it's a nice embrace by um, my, my, all of uh, you know, our male colleagues around saying, yeah, that we can all do this together, and it's great to bring a different perspective to the team. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. With us also. Absolutely. All right. So, um, are there any women in particular who inspire you? I think that are two women, uh, crazy to say maybe, but my mother, mm -hmm. uh, she's a, a lovely woman and she, uh, she raised two beautiful children in a very good way. Uh, she learned me always just to stand strong and come up for yourself. And she uh, raised us in a difficult time, and she's done a mar marvelous job, and I'm so proud of her. Mm -hmm. And actually, the second woman that—that uh, that is you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that oh, is. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, but I've seen—I've been here for a few days, and the way you do everything, and the ways everything is arranged here—it's so beautiful to see, and the way you build up within the industry. Oh, it. Oh, I can even hope that I can do that. Oh, well, that thank is, you. Yeah, so lovely to see. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, um, I owe it all to Joan and Jerry for giving me an opportunity back when I was young and had no clue. Uh, very similar <laughs> yes. story to you and, and helping with that platform. And, and this industry is, there's just so much opportunity to make things better. And someone just, you just have to step forward and do it. And so that's been the great thing about it is, Never once have I felt like anybody has held me back for wanting to improve something. And so I think that that's something that's pretty unique about the industry that has allowed me to be able to, to navigate that. So I appreciate it and I appreciate all the people who've definitely supported me in it. So thank you. No problem. Yeah. yeah. And my mother is my um, inspiration as well. <laughs> yes. uh, she raised two children to single mother. My dad went left when I was young and uh, on a school teacher's salary, which is not much uh, here in the United States. And, and, uh, and she taught me accountability and perseverance and to believe in myself and to be okay with who I was. And so if anybody ever asked me that question, the first person I answer is my mother as well. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's nothing in the world like a good mom. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> good. All right. 
Madeleine Albright, former and first United States Secretary of State, once said, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. Do you agree with this statement? And if so, what are some of the things that you do to help women in your company, in the industry, in your community? I don't believe in hell. <laughs> so therefore, I don't believe what she said, but I can imagine what she believes in. And I believe it too. I think women need to help each other. And I think that is a good thing to do because um, if we can combine forces, we can get stronger and stronger. And uh, I think it's also need to be leveraged between women and men because um, too much women is also no good, I think. But too much men is also not that good. But when we help each other, but also help everybody. Yeah. That's the most important thing I, I think there is. I completely agree with you. So what are some of the ways that you mentor people within your company, whether that be women or men? We have at our company a very uh, few people that are quite young, from the age between 18 and 25, 27. Mm -hmm. And I lead them all the way just tell them how to get along with clients and what is the best way to do it. But the most important thing, I think that's the get with your own strength, whether, where are you good in, mm -hmm. get that larger. And therefore make you stronger with yourself within that. Don't do anything that you don't like. If you don't like sales, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just if you like administration, get better in that and grow in there. That's, I think that's one of the most important things. It's important, I think, to understand your weaknesses, but if you work really hard to make a weakness better, you'll probably only ever be mediocre at it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. why not build upon your strengths because that's what can make you into a complete and total rock star. <laughs> and who doesn't want that, right? That's true, definitely. <laughs> I, have the, I have this very same philosophy and work with our employees here too to understand what are your talents? What are your interests? What are you really good at? And let's make sure that you're focused, your role is focused on doing those things. It's very demoralizing and energy sapping when you are doing something that you don't particularly like or that isn't a particular match with your strength. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree with you that that helping direct people towards their toward their talents is a much more effective way to help them become great employees and inspire them to be better people. Absolutely. Yeah, good, excellent. Okay, to wrap up, what's one piece of advice that you'd like to give women who are aspiring leaders in a male-dominated industry? Never give up, always stay fighting, and stay with both feet on the ground and just maintain, be honest, and try to learn every day. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. And how about to the men who dominate our industry? How can they support the career advancements of women in their industries? What I think they need to do is believe that we can go there. Mm -hmm. Just help them getting there. Because I think a combination between men and women is the best thing that you can have. So just give them room, give them space. Yep, absolutely. Excellent advice. Very good. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us here on Industrial Theory. And uh, we'll welcome you back anytime you're here in the United States or when I come over to the Netherlands to see you. So safe travels home. Yes, thank you so much for thank this. You're welcome. Thank you.
Thank you all for listening. We hope you appreciate it. We're always open for ideas. So uh, if you would like to hear from somebody in the industry or about a particular topic, you can email me at carrie.siggins at stoneagetools.com. Thank you.